Lingshaw's shining grasses. The layman was sitting in his thatch cottage one day studying the sutras. Difficult, 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 he suddenly exclaimed, like trying to scatter ten measures of Sesame Street all over a tree. Easy, 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 returned Mrs. Pang, just like touching your feet to the ground when you get out of bed. Neither difficult nor easy, said Ling Cha. On the 100 grass tips, the ancestors' meeting. Please sit comfortably. We took up the themes of difficult. Uh, we never got to easy in the earlier talk this afternoon, but we uh, mainly talked about difficult. So this uh, tonight's talk grows out of that and uh, maybe even introduces the ease of the way uh, here and there. Something that's hard to take in when you have been sweating here all day on your mat and someone gets up and starts talking about the ease of the way. Um, the stories tonight come from, uh, from two books, um, from The Hidden Lamp, um, which are stories from 25 centuries of awakened women, uh, great uh, teachers and inspire women uh, who are great teachers and inspirers of the way, and there's a commentary on each of their stories by a contemporary teacher, um, some of them from Zen, some from Tibetan traditions and other and Theravadan tradition as well. I hear. I do recommend it to you unreservedly. And uh, also the record of Layman Pang, uh, from which tonight's story is actually taken. Um, it was translated by uh, Ruth Fuller Sasaki, uh, who was a great uh, scholar uh, and teacher, uh, who through her books, the record of Lin Chi, the record of Layman Pang, the, um, the book called Zen Dust, uh, has inspired countless uh, students and they are great foundation uh, works of scholarship and uh, inspiration for us. So I want to recommend this as well. It should be in, both of these should be in top shelf of your library. Um, the Pang family uh, they incredibly important for us because they were uh, they were lay practitioners um, and uh, the layman himself uh, was given the choice to become a monk uh, and he chose not to um, and uh, their lives at least uh, suggest are somewhat close to some of our lives, at least, uh, even today. And their stories are an inspiration uh, to us. It's great to have lay practitioners uh, who are celebrated and uh, who we can, whose stories we can uh, sit with and understand and get inspired by. So the father in the story, uh, Layman Pang, who lived... 68 years or so, 740 to 808, 
Um, his name, Pang Yun, means uh, lofty interior. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> You're sitting zazen all day. You know a little about that lofty interior. And his nickname, uh, Dao Swan, uh, means way mystery or mysterious way. Um, he was a he was a merchant. Doesn't say what he was a merchant of, but I assume that he he sold silk and beautiful cloths and uh, was a good uh, businessman at least earlier uh, in his life. Uh, it's really important that uh, it says that he established uh, a business in the city and uh, next to his business premises he had a hermitage. So when business was quiet, he would just go off and do zazen and read the sutras. And uh, this life of moving in and out of um, between business and uh, meditation and study uh, is a great way to do it. And it reminds me of our interwoven session here where we're sitting zazen all day and you go home to sleep at night and, um, and then get up in the morning, come in, drive in. Um, but that kind of interweave really works for the way. Uh, I sense that uh, Zen in the West, that it will continue to be um, a way for lay people, primarily. Uh, this, is, uh, this is not to put down monastic practice. I think it's great to be able to go away and do an intensive period of training. Uh, in a monastery if you can do that but then come back into your life and uh, test it out uh, under the stresses of the everyday that you encounter. Um, there's a great description of the Pang family by Joan Sutherland who has a, a marvellous talk uh, in here uh, in this book on um, Just check the title of it. It's also a story of uh, Ling Chao. Ling Chao's helping. But um, she talks about the Pang family, so I want to introduce you to the flavour of this. The Pang family has been the embodiment of enlightened householder life in China since the 8th century. Living modestly, deeply committed to the way and to each other, full of humour and inside, inside and unabashedly eccentric. During their lifetimes, a revolution in Chan was underway. An awakening was now understood as something that happens in relationship, in encounters and in conversations. The earliest koans are records of such encounters and the ones involving the pang show that pangs show that deep realisation is just as possible in domesticity as in monastic life uh, for women as for men. Uh, it puts it beautifully. It's wonderful that we're doing this in the Integral Institute with this management studies. I think that the idea of uh, Cowan's about merchant and the family is perhaps not entirely uh, alien in the very building uh, where we are sitting.
So the story for, of Layman Pang's earlier training and enlightenment, we go to Ruth Fuller Sasaki. He has a standard question that he asks all these different teachers. So he travels around. He went to the greatest teachers of his day, uh, Shitao and Matsu. So he goes to Shitao first of all and he asks, uh, who is the man who doesn't accompany the 10,000 dharmas? Which is a roundabout way of saying, uh, who is the person who um, encompasses the 10,000 dharmas? And you can feel here a trace of the experience of emptiness, or at least an intellectual understanding of it. So he asks, who is the person who doesn't accompany the 10,000 dharmas? Shitao covered the layman's mouth with his hand. In an instant, he realised. Uh, no need to interpret here. Just put his hand on his mouth. And there now follows one of the most famous passages in all of Zen literature. Uh, one that's touched all of our lives in various ways over the last at least 30 years. One day Shittar said to the layman, Since seeing me, what have your daily activities been? When you ask about my daily activities, I can't open my mouth, the layman replied. And the sense of this, this here is... My daily activity is so embodied it is not separate. I can't even open my mouth to begin to describe this to you. It is so integrated, uh, I don't know where, I don't know how to put it. And then Shita says, it's great, he says, just because I know you are thus, I now ask you. Uh, this is great teaching. This is great teaching. Uh, just because I realise that you had that experience, I'm going to ask you, because you have to step beyond that. You can't stay there. Uh, but it's done so elegantly, so uh, beautifully. Completely acknowledge that now. Whereupon the layman offered this verse... Okay, so it freed up his tongue. My daily activities are not unusual. I'm just naturally in harmony with them. Grasping nothing, discarding nothing. In every place there's no hindrance, no conflict. Who assigns the ranks of vermilion and purple? In other words, who assigns the ranks of nobility? The hills and mountains' last speck of dust is extinguished. My supernatural power and marvellous activity, drawing water and carrying firewood. On our session forms for many years, we had these last two lines. My supernatural power and marvellous activity, drawing water and carrying firewood. Uh, these days it tends to be booting up the computer, doing emails, 
making contacts. But still, this is, uh, in these terms, supernatural power and marvellous activity, transposed to the 21st uh, century. Uh, this transposes perfectly. And, you know, when you sit all day in Sashin, very ordinary, uh, takes on significance, a significance which is so easily overlooked in the rush of our lives. Um, just standing up, uh, just the sound of the bell, uh, just eating. Uh, when we eat in a rush, uh, we miss uh, so much uh, when we move in a rush. We miss, we miss out. And it is difficult because sometimes we must move in a rush. So this teacher, Shitao, gave his assent. Then he asked, will you put on black robes or will you continue wearing white? I want to do what I like, replied the layman. So he did not shave his head or dye his clothing opted for way of the lay life. So in midlife, uh, the layman put all of his belongings on a boat, uh, sailed it out into the middle of the lake and sunk it. Uh, it's not reported what uh, his family thought about this, this decision of a Confucian man in Confucian times. Uh, so we don't know what Mrs. Pang, for instance, thought about this renunciation. Uh, but thereafter, he travelled uh, with his daughter, Ling Chao, and uh, they sold baskets. Uh, it seems that the son farmed to support uh, the family as well. You know, when we sit, when we sit Zen, when we take up Zen practice, uh, we all, in our ways, do some renunciation. Uh, it seems to come natural. Um, um, I think even in the most um, flamboyant of lives, uh, some simplification seems to take place with Zen because I think we're content with less uh, in many ways. Some of the things that seemed to be important 10 years ago are no longer so important. I think when the way begins to wake up uh, in us, uh, we're less needy, uh, on some fronts at least, in our lives. And renunciation is not to this measure, but um, it comes natural in some measure. So, they set up um, a, a, a little game, a little family game uh, here. There are different ways to interpret the story, but uh, one of the things that's very touching for me is that it reminds me of my, my daughter, uh, Amanda, uh, stories of uh, uh, father and daughter here. And when I go there with Antoinette for dinner, um, uh, Amanda does the ceremony which we did with her and Julian as children, where everyone holds hands, you know, before the meal, just like we do in here, but we don't chant the, the sutra. I think I may have chanted the sutra at one point, but 
I've always been cautious about um, trying to inculcate my children into Zen. Uh, I've seen evidence of that kind of inculcation in other places and I don't like the effects of it. And if it's worth anything at all, they absorb it through their pores. Uh, I mean P-O-R-E-S. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, there is no need to do that special thing. But we used to do this little mealtime uh, ceremony. And I remember Julia was very resistant because it was, in a way, it sure everyone started together. That was probably the net effect of it rather than the bogging, don't wait uh, aspect of the meal. So... Uh, but Amanda now, when we go around there, always does this, and Steve and Charlotte get involved. And so to see this little little ceremony travel down the generation is, is very touching. Um, yeah. And Amanda's uh, playfulness is so evident with, with Charlotte and, you know, and I, in the, our, our family life. But one thing that always comes back to me when I think of Amanda is uh, she sing this um, song. This she had this collection of uh, classical melodies with with very humorous words set to them. So this is the theme of the Beethoven Violin Concerto. Um, I hope I can do it. Um, Don't play chess with your daughter. She knows more than you taught her. (laughs) And she would walk around uh, singing that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, many, many stories. But uh, I find the story very touching that we're doing, looking at tonight. So, uh, the layman, uh, the dad, um, says... Get his exact words. I, I love um, Ruth Fuller's Azaki's translations. I try and say them as they're written because they have their own rhythm and uh, uh, colloquial kind of character. So the layman was sitting in the thatch cottage studying the sutras. He says, "Difficult, difficult, difficult, like trying to scatter ten meshes of sesame seed all over a tree." Uh, you can think of this in different ways, but uh, you know. In a way, it says that words won't stretch. Words don't convey it. Um, you know, to do that is like scattering sesame all over a tree and expecting it to stay up there in the tree. It just keeps coming down. It's fruitless. It's impossible. Um, and one image that comes to mind is the, the Buddha uh, sitting under the Bodhi tree on the, uh, when he looked up and saw the morning star. Uh, this is the Zen, the founding Zen uh, myth. Looks up and sees the morning star and says, Now I see that all beings are the Tathagata. All beings are this one. It is just their delusions and attachments that prevent them from seeing it. But, you know, all beings are that, that tired man under the tree. How is that possible? This is another difficult, difficult, difficult. If you think about it, if, you, if it is a matter of thought, it is difficult, impossible. How can all beings be that one? But at the experiential level, that is the case. And students of the way realise this experientially. As soon as you start to think about it, so difficult, difficult, difficult. 
great image from the tradition referring to Shakyamuni's experience. Uh, now I see that all beings are the Tathagata, all beings are this one. Uh, and some commentators said, it's like an elephant copulating with a flea. <laughs> So, that's difficult, difficult, difficult. Okay, easy, easy, easy. Uh, uh, Mrs. Pang says, uh, it is like, just like touching your feet to the ground when you get out of bed. And it is like that. You know, all beings are this one. And yet, you touch your feet on the floor when you get out of bed. You walk to the bathroom. I find the best order is uh, uh, zazen and then coffee <laughs> uh, to start the day. If I do it the other way around, it, it is harder. Um, but starting with zazen, like first thing out of bed, uh, rolling out of bed, to use uh, a popular image in this sender. Uh, and doing zazen is great, and then the day starts there. There's a beautiful, beautiful expression of this ease. Uh, these are two old teachers, Yunyan and Dao Wu. Uh, Yunyan asked Dao Wu, How does the Bodhisattva Kanzeon, how does Kuan Yin? get to use all those many hands and eyes. You know the hundred-armed uh, Kuan Yin? With the eyes in each hand, the eyes of discriminating wisdom. Okay. Very complicated with a hundred arms. How does the Bodhisattva Kuan Yin get to use those hands and eyes? And Dawu said, it is like a person in the middle of the night reaching behind their head for a pillow. Uh, just that natural. It is like a person in the middle of the night reaching behind their head for a pillow. This is the way unfolding at ease. Uh, when I'm hungry, I eat. When I'm tired, I'm asleep. When thirsty, I drink. Uh, so there you are. The, 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 uh, difficult, 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 easy, easy, easy. So they give her this, uh, give the daughter, uh, the, whose name means shining spirit, or spirit shining. Uh, they give her the opportunity to walk through. There's nothing oppositional here. It, it's a game. Uh, light as a feather. And she's, she says, neither difficult nor easy. On the 100 grass tips, the ancestors' meaning. Uh, this is the, the, the middle way. Uh, neither difficult nor easy. But it's not some average between difficult and easy. It's a mistake to think of the middle way. In earlier contexts, sometimes it means um, uh, the path of moderation. Uh, but this is no moderation. This is no average uh, between difficult and easy. Uh, this is radical. This is radically new step. Uh, 
on the 100 grass tips the ancestors meaning and uh, This is beyond meaning and no meaning. It is just on the 100 grass tips, the ancestors' meaning. Just that. Just that. Beyond existence, beyond non-existence. Uh, neither right nor wrong, nor beautiful nor ugly. Uh, just that. And the way it pours forth like that, very simple, something almost Aboriginal about this, on the 100 grass tips, the Aboriginal, of the ancestors' meaning. But what meaning is that? What's that about? Beyond meaning, beyond no meaning. The Taisho in this book by uh, Jisho uh, Warner. Uh, I feel very touched to read her Taisho uh, on this case, and she has some appreciatory words about uh, Lin Chao's words here. And uh, Jisho Warner is the wife of uh, Charlie Corin Pokoni, who did a lot of the scholarship work for the Five Ranks book I wrote, so I have a huge correspondence with him. And her words, in a way, resonate with some of Charlie's words as well, so I feel touched uh, to read her Taisho on this. So she just says, or she says, Ling Chao offices the living Dharma. She wove baskets to support her family, and here she weaves for us a basket of all the myriad phenomena often spoken of in Zen as the 100 grasses. In this interwoven universe, the many contain the one at the same time that the one contains all. <coughs> the teachings of the ancestors are the wisdom of the Buddha Dharma, which naturally shines forth from the tips of every swaying blade of grass. How could it be otherwise when the myriad things are themselves the one Dharma universe manifesting itself. On the tips of the 100 grasses, the ancestors' meaning. There's a couple, a little story that follows from this, which shows Ling Chao. Uh, dealing with her old man. As the layman was sitting one day, he questioned Ling Chao, saying, A man of old said, Bright, bright, the 100 grass tips. Bright, bright, the ancestors' meaning. How do you understand this, daughter? What a thing for you to say in your ripe old age, admonished Ling Chao. Well, what would you say? said the layman. Ling Chao replied, Bright, bright, the 100 grass tips. Bright, bright, the ancestors' meaning. The layman laughed. Okay. Is there any difference here? 
between their two statements. Just that, just that, just those words. When the layman was about to die, he spoke to Ling Chao saying, See how high the sun is and report to me when it's noon. Ling Chao quickly reported, The sun has already reached the zenith and there is an eclipse. While the layman went to the door to look out, Ling Chao seated herself in her father's chair and putting her palms together reverently, passed away. The layman smiled and said, My daughter has anticipated me. He postponed his going for seven days. Uh, no doubt mourning. Words don't convey the way, uh, and yet they are in their way a shining vehicle. No less than the sound of traffic, uh, the river, the dusk coming on, they also uh, completely uh, convey the way without remainder. Uh, be attentive.